2: minutes a day, 365 days a year. This is the Pack-A-Day Podcast. Welcome into the Wednesday edition of the Pack-A-Day Podcast, the four-year anniversary edition. It's crazy to say, but uh, yeah, four years ago, we kind of started doing this all together. So, um, I'm Steve Peretch as always, joined by Dusty Evely, Sarah Kelleher. Guys, we've already we've already hit meltdown level. We've already hit trade talks. Like, Oh, my God. I, I don't even know where to go, and, and the Super Bowl hasn't even happened. But before we even get into that stuff,
3: Dusty, how are you doing, my friend? Steve, I'm doing lovely. I do. I find it best in these times of the season. I I just, I disassociate completely. I take things as they are and go, I can't control this. There's nothing I can do about this. I will choose to just kind of laugh or not ignore it, but just not let this impact me. And it's, it's done wonders, wonders. For my mental health. Uh, it's just been tremendous. So, I mean, you know, we've had some good football games. We've got a couple coming up this week, some really fun stuff on the field, uh, some weird Eli Apple trolling off the field afterwards. Oof, that's been yeah. uh been been very strange uh, that, that's this week. But uh yeah, man, I'm doing I'm doing great. Listen, we still we have three games of football left for the rest of the season if we don't count the Pro Bowl. And that's sad. Uh, but you know, we're in the good part of the season here. Packers are not in it, but man, I'm I'm doing great. I'm enjoying the games for the most part and excited about the games this weekend. And I don't know, we'll see what happens <laughs> when the games stop. But for now, man, I'm I'm having a ball.
4: Yeah, Dusty, you kind of took uh, your last part of your answer there was kind of what I was going to say. I mean, yes, we're in the now just hectic part of the Packers offseason where they're no longer playing. And since there was an early exit this year, it just seems to have arrived a bit earlier than usual. But I'm all right. Like you said, Dusty, not trying to pay attention to everything. You know, I, I'm keeping up with the news just because I'm interested in the team and we obviously have a podcast and we have, we talk about the team, um, but I'm enjoying the football that is occurring and I am going to soak that in because I know three months from now I'm going to miss it with all my heart and I'm having a good time. I know the games, you know, weren't the greatest this past weekend, but I still found it, them pretty entertaining and I think you know, the two matchups this weekend are going to be incredible. I mean, there's a lot of promise there and yeah, I'm feeling good. Um, I know a lot of people are, are all upset, but it is what it is.
2: Yeah. I can't really disagree with you guys. It's, I think I take a, I still take, I don't know if I take more stock in it, but I do on some level, like pay attention to it a little bit more and you know some of the the crazy ass takes that get ta- that th- get thrown out there that you know the the Packers and Cowboys should trade Dak Prescott for Aaron Rodgers from Skip Bayless. That was a good one. Um, it's just. It's, the insanity and the contradiction that you see within like an hour of each other is just—it always makes me laugh. Of like, you know, the Packers would are, are not going to be training Aaron Rodgers at all to an NFC team. To you know, that's be that's stupid. Of course, they would entertain all offers. Probably not from the NFC North, but uh, you know, they'll entertain all other offers. So it's, it's just madness and it's it's chaos and it's something I would still pay attention to. Sadly, like I don't I don't let it affect my mental health as much, but man. It's been like a week, and I'm already exhausted from all of it. So, uh, until this happens, and I'm assuming you know the trade or the non-trade is going to take a little while. It's not going to happen quick. So uh, we all need to buckle up because I think we're we're in in for a ride with Aaron Rodgers for like the 50th off in a row. I think it's just going to keep happening. So, but on a positive note, the Green Bay Packers have an all have a member of the all rookie team. Guys, I don't know if you know who that is. Is it someone you that you're a big say, fan I of, I have a Steve? really big smile on my face.
4: <laughs> you could just tell by the way that you're talking that you're smiling.
2: <laughs> yes, Quay Walker, named to the all-rookie team. So, super exciting. He had a, a really, really good season, and you saw him um, progress throughout the year. Obviously, there's a, a few hiccups along the way, a few emotional things to uh, hopefully clean up a little bit. But, <laughs> uh, what?! It's a, it's a minor issue. He didn't even get suspended. All right. Yeah, laugh it up. Yeah. Ch- laugh it up. Chuckles. You then you talk I about Clay Walker for a minute.
3: I will. No, no, no. I'm fine. I'm just laughing. You keep going, man. This is your moment, Steve. This is your moment, baby.
2: <laughs> okay. Number one. Please don't ever call me baby again.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, no.
3: We will not agree to that. Outstanding.
2: Outstanding. No, it was just uh, as somebody who has always been beating the drum for the inside linebacker group, like he really looks like somebody who started to kind of get Joe Barry's defense. And by the end of it, apparently uh, Joe Barry's going to be sticking around for another year. So he'll have that good understanding, doesn't have to learn a new defense and hopefully can really grow in that role. And yeah, outside of that, I'm excited to see what he can do in year two. Sarah, any uh, Quay thoughts for us?
4: No, I mean, good for him. You've been excited about him pretty much since he was drafted, and uh, there was a lot of promise, and I know he dealt with injuries on and off, but it, it seemed like he, um, on the field at least, lived up to the hype and that he was able to perform, and like you said, he was one of the few bright spots on the defense throughout the this season and you know I think yes there are definitely some changes that need to be made off the field and just mental mistakes um, on the field as well but um, if he's able to mature in that way and I'm sure the team is working closely with him on that then I think he really could turn um, into a great player for the Packers and um, one of the best in his position in the league.
2: So yeah hopefully he continues to grow um, into that role and becomes like top tier linebacker for the Packers. That'd be huge. Um, cause we've, I think in watching the playoffs, at least, you know, you watch Fred Warner for the 49ers, you see that impact that that high quality of an inside linebacker can make all throughout the field. So, you know, high hopes for him, Sarah, let's, uh, let's dive in Pat McAfee show with Aaron Rodgers There was some stuff said today and, um, yeah, let's just, have you dive in give us some of the um the highlights low lights whatever you want to call them and uh tell us what what uh, number 12 was talking about this week.
4: Sure so I'm just going to you know I'll run through it like I usually do but I have some more exact quotes this week just because many of them were very interesting but you know he was on a little under an hour this week opened it up talking about how he's playing in the Pebble Beach Pebble Beach Pro uh golf tournament coming up here soon. He had taken a couple of years off and um, now he's back. So he's looking forward to doing that. Um, and then after that, they kind of jumped into things right away about, you know, hey, I made a decision. What's going on? All these rumors, especially this morning, circulating that you're going to be traded, that there are teams that are interested, things like that. And he basically said that, People like to have a hero and a villain. And uh, he said, I think because of my stance on COVID and other things, I've been cast as the villain. And then went on to say that the media is painting him in a certain way um, because of his opinions on things. Uh, Mentioned that he isn't playing the victim about that, but he actually likes being cast in that sort of way um, because it motivates him to work harder, to achieve greatness. Things that he's talked about before on this show. Uh, they did address his comments from last week's uh, discussion with Pat McAfee about how, you know, he still thinks he can be the MVP. He talked a lot about being the MVP, and there were a lot of uh, members of the media, uh, some former players. Uh, Gronk was one of them that were pretty outspoken about that, that said, you know, you shouldn't just want to win MVP. You should want to win championships. Um that was talked about a little bit with Dusty and, and me last week where we gave some additional context because a lot of people were just running with the quote. And I said, hey, he, he did say that they want to win championships after the fact. Um, but, you know, Roger said everybody wants to be MVP. Yes, you want to win championships, but in any sport, you know, you want to be recognized as the best of the best. So you want to be the best player on the field. Um and he was very straightforward with his answer. He said anyone in any sport that denies that uh, is lying because you want to be the best. Uh, as far as his decision, no surprise here because he told us this last week, he's still trying to make a decision and take all of the emotion out of it so that he can do what's best for him. Um, as he said before on this show, the grass isn't always greener is the cliche, but he said the grass is greener where you water it. So a lot of people assume that that means it's over, a breakup is happening, uh, that he's leaving, but who knows at this point. Once again, was very complimentary of the Green Bay Packers organization, teammates, the memories that he's made over the years, you know, he said, there's no animosity between me and and the organization. He loves Green Bay. He loves the city. He loves the culture. He loves the people. You know, he mentioned his ownership um, with the Milwaukee Bucks and how you know even well after he's retired, gone from the region, that he will be involved because of that and just because you know that Green Bay continued to invest in him, and take chances on him, and he'll always be grateful for that. Um. Another big talking point uh, from this week's Pat McAfee um, was that they talked about his contract. Um, As I'm sure most of you know, listening to this, he has um, about $60 million um, that he's owed uh, from the Packers or another team that would need to pick that up if he were traded. Um, And he said, I don't think there would be a scenario where I'd come back and that would be the number. I think definitely things would have to shift. So that was, you know, in my opinion, one of the most noteworthy things that was shared. It was an actual update amongst many non-updates. It was, hey, yeah, I know I'm not going to get paid that number, um, and it, things are going to have to change, whether it's in Green Bay or somewhere else. Um, and then to wrap up, they talked a little bit about the teams that are left. Uh, they talked about Mahomes and his injury, um, you know, that high ankle sprain, which is always really, really tough to come back from. Um And Rodgers, you know, he said, you know, I knew he was going to come back as soon as he got hurt. You know, he's Patrick Mahomes. He's going to go out there and compete as long as he can. You know, he said people that are skeptical that he's going to play this weekend are crazy. He's absolutely going to play. He's going to be out there fighting through it. They also talked about Joe Burrow. Um, You know, he said he spoke to Joe Burrow last year just briefly after uh, the Packers and the Bengals played, but he's never met him or really talked to him outside of that, but that he loves watching him play. You know, he definitely has that star power, but he's also really just even-heeled, and that's required in the greats, is that not only do you have to have the talent, but you have to have that sort of mindset. Um, And then talked a little bit about Zach Wilson as well, because they're apparently pretty close, have a decent relationship. And um, so talked a little about what that looks like, some advice he's given him, and then they closed the show uh showing some of Roger's high school highlights, um, which was actually quite entertaining. So, you know, if you if you want to check it out, I would definitely look at the last five minutes of the YouTube segment of the Aaron Rodgers Tuesday this week. Uh one of his teammates was just absolutely dominating everyone um and he mentioned that you know he really only played football that year and then he went and played soccer um so it was it was kind of funny to watch and there were also some uh highlights from when he was at butte community college so a little trip down memory lane to end pat McAfee this week
2: uh sarah i believe that's 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 pronounced but that's pronounced but but
4: (laughs) is it (laughs) no, <laughs> i was like i thought it was puke. like have i been bl- like blind to this the entire time
2: <laughs> all right um well uh thank you sarah for doing that that's always um interesting to hear what aaron Rodgers has to say for sure i don't know who is making him out to be the villain besides himself at this point but you know Always interesting to hear the thoughts uh, of him. I mean, he's a, he's a fascinating person. And, you know, even if he's not a member of the Packers, I'm sure we'll all be listening in to see. He's you a know.
4: complicated fella.
2: He is a complicated <laughs> fella. He, uh, he thinks of himself a lot and, um, you know, had some thoughts on him after, you know, kind of all the things that have gone down uh, over the last year or two and the way that he looks at himself and uh, perceives himself. So it's always interesting to see the things that he has to say. So I guess we can kind of leave it at that, but we'll we'll jump in. we got some really good questions this week that we're excited to tackle. So um, first of all, we'll start off with Spencer. He wants to know, what off-season story are you already tired of? have an idea for that one. And uh, which one are you most excited for? Sarah, let's start with you.
4: Yeah, this is really simple for me. I'm already tired of the Rodgers watch, as many of us on Twitter call it. And which one am I most excited for? Uh, When I see the tweet from Ian Rappaport or Adam Schefter that says, Aaron Rodgers has been traded or Aaron Rodgers and the Packers have reached an agreement and it's over. Um, So it's really just that currently and that ending. Um, But, you know, if I had to give a real answer for the second part – it would be just the draft. Um, I know I don't get super into the draft every year, but I am curious just to see what direction they go. If Rodgers is traded, that could present a lot of opportunity, especially in the early rounds. Maybe they can get some weapons that um, they wouldn't have had the opportunity to before. So that would be something I was, I would be interested, I think, this year uh, researching, learning a bit more about than I do in
3: other years. And I'll say just to mix up, I know Rogers is, is forefront and center. I mean, that's, that's, that's really and truly the answer. I'll go slightly different. I'll just go Joe Barry um, for, for what I'm tired about because, I mean, listen. It certainly seems like he's going to be back next year, and I don't like it either. I I certainly wish they'd they'd, – I've been fairly vocal about who guys I wish they'd give a chance, give interviews to, try to bring in, and and I think the Barry experiment's not working. But we also know that at this point, um, it's kind of past the point they usually make those moves, which means he's probably going to be back, um, and I'm not thrilled about it, and I know other people are not thrilled about it either, but I'm at a point where – Listen, man, I I I cannot waste energy thinking about this stuff uh, about about moves I wish they'd make uh, when it's clear they're not going to make them. So I'm kind of tired of the complaining about Joe Barry because, listen, man, <laughs> we know we know he's not good. Defense likely will not be better next year, but he's likely going to be back, and I just can't I can't spend any more energy on it. So that's what I'm kind of tired of. And then excited about, um, and kind of same thing as Sarah that, that just draft. I'm more post draft. I like. Yeah, the pre-draft process is good. A lot of people cover the draft. I like kind of usually the couple weeks leading up to the draft, getting into some of those bigger guys and, you know, really trying to uh, at least very least first two rounds, getting a good feel for those guys. But really it's just, what does the Packers squad look like post-draft? Because you get kind of all of the lead up to that you have all the, all the moves, but by post-draft, you kind of know, okay, here's the guys, here's more or less the, the team that's heading into next year. And they get a pretty good, uh, pretty good direction of what the team's going to look like. So that's, that's kind of where I'm at. It's just the post-draft. I mean, really like the second, the last pick from day three is in, I'm like, all right, man, this is it. This is, that's <laughs> when I really get excited.
2: Actually. Yeah. I think you guys both covered my answers, but uh, I'm already tired of the Rogers stuff. Like I just want an answer. And then what I'm really excited for, I get excited for the draft itself. Like, that is still one of my favorite events where it's three days in a row and you get to see all the trades and all the, like, who gets cut and, who you know, who's drafted and all this kind of stuff. Like, I find that stuff fascinating um, throughout the entire entire NFL, but also just, you know, what the, the mind of Brian Gutekunst is thinking and what he's planning for the Packers. And you start to see that unfold a little bit more. And then, you know, Dusty gets to go crazy on like all like the write ups and everything on the players and everything. But I just, you know, get excited for the draft. So for me, that's that's what I'm looking forward to the most now. Not Next to straight, or- too
4: far away, but speaking of the draft, it just reminded me of good memory when, uh, you know, the I guess it would be the 2021 draft uh, where we all woke up to that Schefter tweet. You know, Aaron Rodgers has become so disgruntled with the Green Bay Packers organization. And that night. Steve and I were watching the draft together on, (laughs) it was probably Skype, Zoom. I don't even remember what it was at this point. And we were just waiting and waiting and waiting for a trade or something. And then finally the Packers, what, what did they end up doing? Did they end up trading out? I don't even remember what happened at this point. But we just, I mean, it had to be three hours. We just sat on Zoom together and it was absolutely hilarious.
2: Yeah, because I had to watch the ABC stream um on the tv and i was like god like does anybody have a link for espn because like ESPN, i even have espn plus and that still doesn't allow you to watch the draft through espn streaming which is just dumb and so sarah's like here i'll just i'll I'll zoom my uh my computer screen or tv screen and we'll watch it together so we legit just we didn't talk for like you know whenever the the tv was on and then like commercial breaks we would talk about what was going on but yeah that was uh that was ridiculous Uh, Okay, next question. We've got Parker uh, Eves wants to know, who needs a bounce back third season more, Josh Myers or Eric Stokes? Also, what is your go-to midnight snack? So, Dusty, we'll start with you.
3: I'll I'll not necessarily cheat, but I'll go Josh Myers just because I feel like – I feel like we have a decent feeling on who he is because we've seen more of him. I know he missed a lot of that rookie year, but the second year we saw some highs. We saw some lows just kind of he was inconsistent. I think Stokes was really good as rookie year. And then the second year I've talked about it before. I mean, progress, especially with cornerbacks is not that's not linear. Uh, So you kind of expected a bit of a fallback in year two, maybe not necessarily as much as he did, but then he got injured. We didn't see much of him. So I kind of just expect Stokes to bounce back a little, maybe not to year one, but at least like Come back a little bit. He regressed, and I, I expect more from him in year three. Josh Myers is just kind of one of those guys. Man, where they drafted him, and who they had an opportunity to get during that time, even at the center position. I think Creed Humphrey went a pick or two after that. Uh, just kind of this—you need hit that guy in the middle of the line. You know, with with Lindsley leaving and all of that, you need that offensive lineman. You need that core guy in the middle of the line to do well, and we just have not seen the consistency out of him. So I just I think just for what we've seen out of him in his career so far, and what he what he can be and kind of even that second year where you expect that consistency to level out a little bit more. And it just didn't Um I'll go, I'll go Myers um, just cause I'd like to see a little bit more and then go to midnight snack. Uh, I feel like we've talked about this on here before because it's food. So of course we have, um, I'll just go, like, I don't know, goldfish crackers. They've got uh, – because we've got them in the house because I have got children. They've got – it's uh, like vanilla cupcake goldfish crackers that are basically like graham crackers that are so, so good. So I'll, I will go with those. I'll just go in the kitchen and grab a handful of those, and I'm very happy.
4: For me, um, I'm going to go the other way on this, and I'm going to say Eric Stokes. Um And I think strictly from a need standpoint. So the Packers, their offensive line, they're able to shift people around. Guys can play multiple positions. There's some more flexibility there. Um, and that's pretty much every year, right? There's always injuries. Things are happening, especially the last two years with Bakhtiari and how fluid that situation was. You know, he'd be playing. He wouldn't be. Um, the guys had to be ready. Things had, they had to be flexible. As far as Eric Stokes and playing in the secondary, that's just an area where the Packers they they need more. You know, Jair Alexander can't do anything or can't do everything. Rasul Douglas, you know, he didn't have as great of a year this past year, and it's just an area where they get exposed a lot. And so, I think Eric Stokes needs to show up um, in this third season more because if he doesn't, it's more detrimental to the Packers and what they do, um, and could really cause problems. So that's kind of the way that I thought about it. Um, but Dusty, absolutely see your point as well. Um, my go to midnight snack, um, it, it's changed um, recently. So I have been just missing the snack wrap from McDonald's so much that I am taking matters into my own hand and I'm making a homemade version. Um, using chicken tenders that I throw in the air fryer and then just, you know, lettuce, cheese, ranch that I have with the tortillas. Um, so there's been several times now where my boyfriend and I are hanging out and, you know, it's 1130 midnight and we're like, oh, we're watching a movie, we're hungry. And we throw those in there, hits the spot every time, absolutely delicious and would definitely recommend.
0: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate
2: Am I allowed to say both? I mean, <laughs> I know they want an answer, but I mean, uh, uh, you're both of those answers are correct that both of you guys gave. Like, I don't know if it's one more than the other. Like Myers, you know, he was he was drafted to be the center of the future, and he's widely, I'd say, disappointed so far. Like, he's had some moments, but um, when you're drafted like that, where you are, like, they, they expect you to start, and they expect you not to, to grow in that role as opposed to having those hiccups, those problems that he did. So that – and then – Uh, Eric Stokes yeah again he needs they need him they need him to be that guy like Jair 2.0 for this defense to be even better and I think he he may be like an underrated guy that they were missing this year um, you know with that injury and he, he did so much as a rookie that we all kind of just anticipated and slotted him in as cornerback, two, and then he was just going to do it again, and it wasn't going to be an issue, and then nobody was going to be able to throw the ball against the Packers because they had Jair and they had Eric Stokes. And, well, we all saw how that went. So I would say they both really, really do need to have bounce-back years for the offensive line and the defensive backfield to be to be better. And uh, go-to snack for midnight, Um Probably right now, I'd say pickles. That's been um, we've got the the baby dill pickles from Milwaukee Company um, that I got to normally have like a jar in the fridge, and then a jar is back up in the in the pantry. So those are always uh, some good ones to go to. Next question is from Brian: Which person in the current Packers organization would you like to be paired with in Last of Us apocalypse scenario? All right, somebody's gonna have to explain this one to me
3: post-apocalyptic zombies, man. Just, 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 just think, I mean, there's more to it than that, but just, just think zombies. Zombies. Okay. All
2: right. Um, Sarah, do you have an answer?
4: Yeah, I do. Um, it's, it's a perfect pair. Um, so first I'm going with Keyshawn Nixon. Clearly he's fast. He can dodge tackles. Um, so if we're running away, he can lead the way if he's going to grab, Food, weapons, whatever it is, so that we can stay alive, he'll be able to get there and return it without being tackled or attacked. So, and then the second person would be his coach, uh, Passaccia. I think that he is just a crazy football guy, and that in an only, apocalypse, you only get one. I thought it was
2: two. It says, who no, you you want pair, to be
3: you're paired, paired with, paired yeah, with that means one. Oh,
4: well, then it would be Nixon, it would be Nixon. Okay.
3: Yeah, and for me, I'm I'm gonna go Kenny Clark, man. Listen, I've i watched enough zombie movies to know there you can you can survive with all types of different people, but surviving with a uh, a large man who seems who seems nice, but it's also you know he's I think he trained in MMA, so he can ward off kind of these these roving band of, of people trying to rob and murder and all that, but also can elude and take out hordes of zombies if he needs to. So you need one of those guys in your crew. So I'll go uh, I'll go Kenny Clark. I think I'm going to take Devontae Wyatt
2: just because um, he can just hide in the background like he did for this year of the Packers. Nobody knows he's around, but if he does get noticed, he's a huge dude and can push people out of the way, can move stuff for us. And, you know, all around, just kind of make sure that he takes care of me. So I think that's who I'd go with. Next question. Joe C. Keep trade cut players, 12, 33, 69, and cookies, chocolate chip, oreo and sugar cookie. So uh Dusty, let's start with you. We uh, keep cutting straight. Oh, uh
3: so keep I'm going to keep Bakhtiari. Uh I know he had he's had all the injury stuff uh but when he's out there he's still very good. And if we look at this in terms of uh, if we're looking at the future, if you have Bakhtiari for another year, maybe two years we'll say something along those lines, having that guy for either your aging quarterback or a young quarterback, you know, just throwing that out there, uh, having a guy on on the blind side taking care of you is huge, but also, uh, you know, some guys could learn from him. So I'll keep Bakhtiari. I'm going to trade Rodgers uh, just because that, that it's in the air anyway. You know, I think a normal year, maybe not. But since it seems like maybe that's the way it's going, who knows? But he's certainly got maybe one or two years left in him. And they've got a guy sitting on the bench that maybe could come in and do some stuff that he can do. I will trade Rodgers because, you know, if the Jets are willing to give up two first round picks, which is... One of the, the not necessarily reports, but one of the rumors floating out there, I would have to take that. And then sadly, that means I'm cutting Aaron Jones. Um, and that comes down to just he's got a year left on the deal. I don't think they're going to extend him. Uh, he's 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 entering uh, what his, he's going to be 830 pretty soon. So I'll go Doesn't cut Jones. Does he have Jones. two years
2: left on his deal? I, I he think he's got one. I, I, I think he's got one on a
3: void. No, I think he just got on with his third year on that. I think we can look that up, but I'm pretty sure he's got one year left on that deal. Okay. And then uh, for cookies, I'm going to keep chocolate chip. It's a classic. Can't go wrong with chocolate chip. I'm going to trade Oreo uh, because I wanted to make sure that it goes to someone who's going to appreciate it. So I'm going to work out a nice team-friendly deal for Oreo. Let it pick its location and all that. And we'll go that route. And then we're going to cut sugar cookie because sugar cookies are fine. But let's be honest, sugar cookie, That's sugar cookies are sugar cookies. There's nothing special about them. So I go. So again, I'll just recap. Keep Bakhtiari. Trade Rogers. Cut Jones. Keep chocolate chip. Trade Oreo. Cut sugar cookie
4: for me. I'm going to trade Aaron Rodgers just exactly for the same rationale that you had, Dusty. It seems like that's actually a very possible scenario um, in the current state of the Green Bay Packers, so it doesn't seem too far fetched. I'm going to cut Bakhtiari. I it pains me to do that, but in this scenario, this is just what I feel my gut is telling me to do. And I want to keep Aaron Jones, love Aaron Jones. Think he's, you know, I know he's getting on the older side, but he doesn't really seem to show any signs of slowing down right now. If they think they have something good with love and um, they have some good, you know, wide receivers with Watson and, and Dobbs, then it'd be nice to have, you know, that duo in the backfield still as well with Jones and Dylan. And then, for cookies, I am also going to cut the sugar cookie um, for the same reasons that Dusty said. Like sugar sugar cookies, nothing against them, but they're just not the best cookie out there. And then I'm actually going to keep the Oreo and trade chocolate chip because chocolate chip is universally loved and I think it has high trade values, so I might be able to get something good in return.
2: Oh, this is outstanding because I actually can copy both of your answers where I copied Dusty's answer for the players, where if you trade Aaron Rodgers, you're just going to get the most value. That's the the thing that I think about in this whole scenario is you're going to get hopefully multiple number ones and maybe a player or in a couple other picks. So nobody else is going to fetch that return. So that's who I'm trading. Um, As much as I love Aaron Jones and what he can bring, running backs are a lot easier to replace than left tackles. And so if you've got a couple more years of of David Bakhtiari with his, his adapted um, practice schedule, that's what I think is possible to do. And then Sarah, I'm going to copy your cookie answer and uh, keep the Oreo trade, the chocolate chip cookie, and then cut the sugar cookie. Great question. Yeah, it was a really good question. All right, guys. Apparently, we've reached this part of the off season. I didn't. It's not even the offseason, technically because it's it's still going on. But <laughs> <clears throat> Chris Butler, buddy, I um, I'm not trying to be mean by any means. I, we want well. This is a good thing to talk about because I'll just read it. Extremely implausible, <laughs> but considering the entanglement with Goot Twelve and the current state of this team, should Green Bay go all in on Sean Payton? and give him whatever he wants if he would come to Green Bay.
4: Steve, yeah. why don't you take this? You seem like yeah. you have some strong opinions about it. Ooh.
2: Ah, No, no, no. They should not uh, give Sean Payton like $20 million a year, fire a really, really good, like highly talented head coach that they currently have, and then um, give up like it, Dusty, what'd you say? He wants to have like GM rights, basically. Not be the GM, but he yeah, wants say I in I can't all. remember
3: if he's basically said it. He yeah, he he's fine having a GM, but he basically wants say in every single thing and likely will have control over that. He'd be working with the GM, but it's more or less his say in a lot of those personnel moves, would be my understanding, yeah.
2: Yeah, in the like I I'll give it to Chris. He says extremely implausible. Um, so I'm gonna give this a zero percent chance of happening. Not even a point one percent or or anything, but uh no, 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 I don't think that's gonna happen at all. Does anybody have any anything to add any thoughts of how this might happen?
3: It's my only thought um and I brought this up ahead of time uh he paid taysom Hill lots of money like no, no i'm I'm good I don't need I don't need anyone that's gonna come in and be like, you know who we need to pay is taysom Hill. I'm good off that. We're good.
2: Okay. Brian wants to know, uh, he first of all wishes us a happy four year anniversary. So thank you to Brian for that. Your journey together started four years ago. If you could go back in time, what advice would you give yourself going into the podcast endeavor? Uh, he does have a food question, but we kind of think we've already answered that one a few times. So, um, Sarah, I'll start with you. What would you give? What advice would you give yourself going back in time for the podcast world? besides get different partners.
4: Yeah, I think it would just, <laughs> no, that's the last thing I would do. Um, but I think it would just be not to take it so seriously at the beginning. And obviously, I was pretty nervous. I didn't really know what I was jumping into. I'd only done one other podcast with Andy and then said, hey, I'd, I want to do more. And and that's kind of how it, it began. And so I would always do just tons of prep and, you know, Take all these notes before, and then, as soon as we'd we'd get on and we'd start talking, I'd barely even look at them because our best episodes and our best conversations have always been where yes, we're knowledgeable at the topic and we don't we're talking about, and we've done you know the necessary research and read the stories that we need to, but when we just kind of go off script and have fun with it and joke and and laugh and have a good time. Those are always the best episodes that we put out, the best episodes for me recording. And so I would just tell myself, like, don't worry about trying to have all of the information perfect. Just go in there and have fun.
3: Yeah, for me, I mean, because I, I did... um podcast before this for a year or two but i think for for this kind of the role that i took in this a lot was a lot of um the editing after the fact and so for me it really it really comes down for that is it took me a while to really figure out what i want to do as far as streamlining the editing and and my process for that and kind of how i take that into account whether that's you know getting rid of kind of make uh, silencing some stuff getting rid of some different pauses um, the different effects I use to kind of try to bring the bring the audio a little closer together, so we don't have these wild these wild swings. It took me a while to really figure out what I was doing there, and and do a process that didn't take me two hours to edit that stuff. So I think that was it for me is just kind of where I'm at now. And I could, I can get better at that for sure, but just streamlining the editing process. So it wasn't uh, such a, such a huge lift week after week uh, to kind of get that. And no, that's, I, 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 that's on me. I'm the way I, the way I kind of look at this and the way I approach that it's uh I think I care a little, <laughs> a little more about trying to get, trying to get the sound at a, at a part where, where I want it to be. And no one else, I don't think cares about that even if you don't listen. So, uh, but I think just streamlining that process, um, and And just making making getting it to a point where I'm comfortable with it without taking two hours to get there. I think is it would be my big thing.
2: I would say if you're really serious about podcasting, invest in yourself like <clears throat> the stuff isn't super expensive, most likely you already have a computer, but buy yourself a good microphone that makes a world of difference um and the first one I ever bought was like fifteen bucks on Amazon, and it was cheap, and you could tell it was cheap. And now I've got one of the nicer ones. And if you shop the sales of Amazon and, you know, um, like Black Friday deals, whatever, you can get a really, really nice microphone for 50 bucks. And the sound quality is so much better. And, um, you know, like Dusty said, if you invest a little bit into some editing software, if you're really going like full force, that's definitely the way to go. Because that way, when, you're, when your product comes out and sounds like authentic and real as opposed, and like professionally done as opposed to, it sounds like something that is recorded in your basement with your friend, people seem to take that a little bit more seriously. So yeah, I would say take that investment of a couple hundred bucks and, you know, get yourself some good editing equipment, um, even soundproof a room if you can, like that makes the world of a difference as well. But you know, a good microphone can go a long way. Oh boy, (sighs) guys, uh, this one feels like it's attacking me personally, (laughs) but uh, Ray Dempster, What is your worst Packers take ever? Full disclosure and in the spirit of the times, here's mine. I thought the Packers should stick with Favre and that maybe Brian Braum and not Rodgers was the future QB1. So now I just trust the good folks at 1265 Lombardi Avenue. I mean, I think we all know what mine is. But it's a- <laughs> as your soon take as this was question- so
3: bad. What that is that it, but-
4: Steve? I don't think I remember. <laughs> it was the
3: moment you said your take, Steve. Me and Sarah are both like, you're insane. That's a bad take, Steve. <laughs> yeah. Um, for
2: those of you who hadn't been listening the whole time we've ever been recording, uh, when Antonio Brown was like a free agent or he was about to be traded or whatever, I was – pounding the table that no matter his his checkered pass, that the Packers should should trade for Antonio Brown or sign him as a free agent. Oof, that was uh, that was rough. That was a rough one. Um, that was probably my worst. Yeah, that was my worst one ever. To be fair, eventually I did come off of that a couple of weeks later, realizing how bad of a mistake it would be. But there were a few weeks there where I was like, no, whatever. He, what, it doesn't matter what he did. It doesn't matter what he did. He's, they need to get talented wide receivers around Aaron Rodgers. And, um... Yeah, I'm glad I'm wrong. I was I'm glad I was wrong on that one, and the Packers didn't listen to us to so
3: listen to me on that.
4: Yeah, don't don't track us into that. <laughs> yeah, don't yeah,
3: don't dude, let yeah. us in with you. Yeah, you don't. Yeah, that not don't, don't put that on me and Sarah. <laughs> All right, Dusty, what's your worst take ever? Uh, mine, and this was you know, there's no audio evidence of this because this was this was pre podcasting days. I thought the McCarthy hire was a bad hire. Uh, and so at the time, I mean, the reason was so I can't remember where he was before. I think he's with the Saints. And the year before he came, he was a, he was the offensive coordinator for one year at, at, in San Francisco, and they were the worst offense in the league by a mile. I went back and looked this up. So, Football Outsiders DVOA, like historically bad offense. The, that year, they were thirty second league on offense. The gap between them and the 31st team who was the Jets that year is the same Same gap between the Jets at 31 and the Panthers at 14. That's how bad they were. That's how big that gap was. Remarkably bad. And I was like, this is a bad hire. What are they doing? Of course, they go on. To have, you know, Favre has one of his best years of his career, the second year in McCarthy, they win the Super Bowl in 2010. So very bad take. I actually looked up to see who else was hired in 06. who remembered some of them. Sean Payton, which, you know, his name just came up. Gary Kubiak, he did pretty well with the Texans that year. Brad Childress, decently with the Vikings. And then after that, buddy, it gets it gets rough. Eric Mangini with the Jets, Rod Marinelli with the Lions, Scott Linehan with the Rams, Art Shell with the Raiders, who I don't think lasted the season. And then he was replaced by Lane Kiffin, Herm Edwards with the Chiefs, and Dick Geron with the Bills. Basically, it was McCarthy and Peyton and then like everyone else. So uh, that was a very bad take because he was clearly one of the best hires of that class. So a uh, very bad take. That was not uh, not recorded audio. So I get to, get to skate by on that one a little bit.
4: Yeah, and sadly, mine... Uh was on this podcast and it, we joked about it for a couple weeks after it was proven very wrong, a very cold take. Um, I said that there was no way that the Packers could keep Aaron Jones last year. There was no way that they could make it work with cap and all of that. And it just seemed like all signs were pointing to a departure. And, you know, I even said something along the lines of, you know, if I'm wrong and he's back, on the Packers I might as well never come on this podcast again because I feel so (laughs) confident about it and then a couple weeks later he was confirmed signed that new contract um and I issued a a fake resignation 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 wow Sarah really words are tough (laughs) from the show um and I did. I remember. I, uh, I, I scared Steve because at the end I was like, "This will be my last episode," and his face was like, "What?" <laughs> um, and we brought it all back together. But that would definitely be my, uh, my worst take on this show.
2: And in the scale of bad takes, yours is like. Way down on the totem pole comparatively to mine. So don't even feel
4: Yeah, bad. basically, it was like, I'm a dumb idiot who, you know, I just, I, I don't know ball. And I guessed, Steve- I guessed
2: wrong. Sarah guessed wrong. And I said <laughs> the Packers should bring in Antonio Brown. So- yeah. And it was like yeah, not, not
3: long after. I remember Steve was like, We should bring in Antonio Brown. I mean, Sarah was like, He almost killed a toddler with a TV like a week ago, dude. What are we talking about here?
4: This was, the- <laughs> that was so early into our podcasting days. And as a podcasting team that was one of the first times where i'm like you know we really might be on to something as a trio here because yeah. the absolute madness that ensued from that uh, we were screaming at each other i think we saw like, the
3: damage we could do and one of us teamed up on the other one when we tried yeah, to bully another person that's, that's, that's when we discovered our power they're right there <laughs> you're stupid and we're gonna tell you
2: that you're stupid together
3: and here we are a couple years after still still talking about that same exact moment the formula still works It, it really really does
2: all right we got one last question uh from matt pickett you've just won a contest in which you get to attend the super bowl and spend all weekend with any two people employed by the packers who do you choose and why And bonus question, uh, my kids have a snow day tomorrow. What's your favorite snow day memory or equivalent, Sarah? Uh, So apparently Matt is assuming that Dusty has had snow days. I don't know if that happens for him in Kentucky, but (laughs) it does. It does. Okay. Well, Dusty, we'll start with you. Who would you uh, go to the Super Bowl with uh, with the Packers?
3: Listen, man, I know he's under heat right now. He's under fire. Future's in question, all that. I'm going. I'm going the floor in Rogers. Um, so first of all, Rogers is a guy that he gets into any party he wants to. Not that I go to a lot of parties, uh, <laughs> but if there's any cool Super Bowl parties happening that week, I'm 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 in. I get to go to those parties, which is cool. But really, the big thing is, listen, man, I I want to sit. I I just want to talk, even in passing about the offensive side of the ball with those two guys i want to hear the way they talk i want to hear how they shoot ideas around i want to hear how they approach those different things again even if it just comes up in passing i want to be a part of those conversations if only for a weekend so that's 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 a fairly easy one for me i would i would love to be uh just even a fly on the wall of those kinds of of conversations and then yeah my favorite day. we do get snow days here steve um I don't know if we get as many of them in Wisconsin, but we also are not as prepared for as much snow. We are prepared for snow, but some big snows were closed down for longer uh, just because we have where I live is rural Kentucky. There are so many backroads that they just can't get to all of them. And so I would be in a spot that'd be clear. But we may have school closed down for an entire week because a bus cannot get down back road. So my favorite was my parents went to uh, Florida for the week um, with, with my, a couple of my brothers and my sister, but me and my older brother were, they were all homeschooled. Me and my older brother were in high school at the time, public school. So we had to stay behind. So they left us money, not a ton of money, but they left us money to eat. And they said, all right, we're going to Florida. You guys have to stay here. And then it was, it was closed for the whole week. Uh, school was at closed for the whole week. And so being high schoolers with money in our pockets, Really, all we did was stay up till two AM and sled, and then just eat like just like just live off of uh, chips and salsa the entire week. So, really, live in wild and crazy. But that was a that was a fun week, man. That was a fun week.
4: And for me, uh, first person would be uh, Brian Gutikins, and I'd just say, give me the tea. Tell me what how you actually feel about this Aaron Rodgers guy. What what's actually going on? You know, who are you thinking about? you know, in the draft and try to get some insight there. I just, you know, he has a lot, he holds a lot of information and I'd like to just pick his brain a little bit, learn more about, you know, what his vision for the future is and, you know, how they're they're pulling the pieces together, uh, what he thinks of Jordan Love, does he regret the pick, does he think, you know, it's going to be a worthwhile investment. Uh, so I'd love to hear from him. Um, and then the other just, you know, it's just a fan favorite uh, of mine, you know, AJ Dillon. He just seems like an awesome guy. Seems like he has a ton of fun. Um, you know, I've had that privilege of talking to him a couple times when I did the Cheesehead TV Mondays a while back. And he just seems super cool. So it'd um, be fun to hang out. And probably, you know, he's very into food and all that. So there would probably be a great spread uh, at whatever, you know, party or, or event we were at. Um, And for me, yes, uh, you know, shocking to no one, we don't have any snow days in Florida. Um, And, you know, we don't like we get off school and or work for when there's a hurricane, but it's not necessarily the same feeling as a snow day um, because it's, you know, pretty serious situation. Uh, But there was a time um, I don't even remember how old I was, but I remember I was young um, because i don't remember all the details it's escaping me, but there was a tropical storm. It wasn't quite a hurricane coming. And I grew up on the East coast of Florida. Um, And so they had canceled school out of precaution. It was towards the very beginning of the school year. So, you know, I was still kind of on summer mode, didn't want to be there, hadn't settled into my routine schedule yet. Um, And then this, so they canceled school. We're not going to school. We're all staying home. And then we all woke up and it's a beautiful day. It's sunny, there was a slight breeze and the storm had ended up just kind of rolling off the coast and into the Atlantic ocean and uh, just went out there and basically broke apart. And so I had a great day, hung out with some friends and got the day <laughs> off of school. So that's really the only scenario where, you know, a, a storm day has worked out and been positive. Um, Cause usually, you know, there's a lot of cleanup and just, you know, waiting for the power to turn back on and things like that after the fact.
2: Yeah. I mean, I like both of your answers. Um, Obviously, with with Lafleur and Rodgers, you're like like Dusty said. That gets you anywhere in the Super Bowl whatsoever. Like you're just anywhere you want to go, you can go. But for me, I think I would go a little bit like Sarah. I would say Brian Gutekunst, but then instead of AJ Dillon, I want David Bakhtiari. Because I think that that is the guy that's going to get Brian Gudekunst drunk enough to talk about the things that I want to <laughs> know about. Like, he's not like, I feel like he's too buttoned up that he's not going to give you the answers right away. But if, if Bakhtiari is there and pounding beers with him and, like, you know, peer pressuring and and chugging beer, like, I think that that's, there's enough peer pressure for him to, and he's a big enough dude that he can make Brian Gudekunst. Uh, you know, have a couple, one or two too many beers that he would start spilling the tea about everything and what's going on inside the organization that never gets out into the world. So uh, those would be the two guys. And then as far as snow days go, I mean, we had a bunch in Wisconsin. I would say probably one of my favorites though of all time was uh I was in Chicago for the snowpocalypse uh, back in like the mid 2000s. And, you know, like when there was snow that was so tall that it was, you couldn't see your car anymore. And so, um, you know, I won't go into detail about the things that you, you know, but I was able to stay home and didn't have work and, you know, playing some, played some Nintendo and, and all sorts of good stuff. So it was a lot of fun of just, you know, a whole long week, like a couple extra days off of work where you didn't have to do anything and you, um, yeah, had a lot of, a lot of fun. Um, so that would be my best, uh, snow day memory, I would say, um, yeah. But yeah, that's going to wrap it up, guys. This was a lot of fun, um, you know, bringing up horrible memories of bad takes that I had, and um, you know, talking about the Packers' future. So it was a I feel like it was a good episode for not a lot going on in Packers' world. But uh, let's wrap this up with some final thoughts, Dusty. What do you got for us?
3: Yeah, I got to mention last week. I was kind of take take some time off I'm actually in the process of um, upgrading my computer uh, at the moment so hopefully to get get something out get some of that done and get get something out on a couple of the games from this past weekend here in the next day or two and then I'm working on a piece that's just kind of things I've learned from watching film and I'm going to kind of go through some different chalk talk stuff on different concepts and kind of how that plays into kind of how I've learned about the game and maybe try to help others as well a little bit with that so hopefully something of that in the next few weeks but uh, yeah as I always do this kind of year kind of taking a little time off from writing and figuring out what i want to do in the off season and just kind of spending time away from football and (laughs) as much as i can and uh, getting caught up on some movies and stuff so yeah i don't know man just it's you know as always as we always say just uh you know you don't you don't know what people are going through any given moment in their life uh so just you know if you can choose to be kind which which we all know we can uh just choose choose kindness
4: yeah and for me um you know i'm Drinking some tea as we're recording, and I noticed that there was actually a message that was on my tea bag and it says, Settling is not an option. And I thought, what a nice message and a good reminder. And I'd love to use that as my final thought, you know, whether it's relationships, jobs, hobbies, whatever it is, you know, if you feel like you're settling, don't let that be an option. You know, always look for um, the next thing that is going to be better for you, whether it's your physical health, mental health um emotional health, whatever it may be, uh don't settle. So that'll be my final thought.
2: I love it. That's great. Um yeah, only other thing I've got, you know, we kind of touched on it, DMs are always open for anybody who wants to talk. If you got anything going on that you're just not comfortable talking to uh family or you just need to vent, you know, we're all here. Anybody is more than happy to to sit down and talk with you. Um I know again I've mentioned but I've had multiple people reach out and uh talk to a couple of people through some stuff. So always here to help. But um but, yeah, it's uh, enjoy the last couple of games here that we have before the abyss of no actual football games for multiple months. So enjoy the championship games. Have a little fun. Um, we'll be back next week to talk some more Packers and whatever uh, happens as as the world turns for Aaron Rodgers and Hatsaga. And, um, but yeah, we'll be back to talk next week with some more Packers football. And, as always, go Pack Goat.